0: I am doing at the moment, and I love it. I love to explore the songs. I, I love the languages. And I if I can if I can combine things together, if I can make the Mexicans sing their songs in the concerts, or the, the Arabs, I was just, as I told you in Kuwait, make them s- sing their Arabic song with me, the Greek. Oh my God, yes, I'm happy. I'm yeah. so happy.
1: I'm very happy to do that. Today, I'm talking to the mezzo soprano Alexandra Kravas. Good morning, Alexandra. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Good morning. Thank you so much for this lovely invitation.
0: And I mean, your smile is like the big opening to this beautiful conversation oh, okay. I'm looking
1: forward to. <laughs> lovely. And you've got such a lovely background as well. It's just that your whole picture there is just perfect.
0: How oh, beautiful. Well, yeah. this is part of my my studio, you know, with some, I like to surround myself and remind myself of, you know, the beautiful places I have been and and the prizes I've received. It's kind of narcissistic, I know, but I just love it, you know, to... You know, and say, oh, my God, yeah, that was then and this was then. Oh, my God, that was like a nasty person who was in this production. <laughs> 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 oh, that was a great one, you know. So, yeah, I love it. It's, it's my space.
1: Yeah, but I think it's wonderful that you can, like, I don't think it's narcissistic. I think it's more as if you remind yourself of of what you've achieved and also of your worth, because I think that's so important that we acknowledge that.
0: Yeah I think so too because I mean every artist, I mean I can only speak for for me more or less, you know. Um, we know how hard it is to, to achieve first of all your studies to make things right as it has to be your voice in, my voice in, in my in my case. You want to reach the perfection that is asked by the teachers, et cetera, et cetera. and then you go to the next stage you know which is like starting to work and making a career and then making many things and and so these things um you know they remind you of these different steps and of course there are so many steps and I'm grateful for my steps you know so good and good and bad ones so they are all part of life
1: yeah and i think sometimes we forget and i think um also uh, maybe younger singers Uh, don't always realize or younger people don't always realize the the path that's involved you know and the the time frame that's involved because we live in a in a time where things are very instant and people want to achieve something in three years and I spoke to a bass singer uh, just the other day and he said 10 years in a singer's career is not a lot of of time
0: yeah, he's right. He's right. I mean, you know, this is, um, I mean, in my case, you're talking to someone who had a real, real uh, long, long way of development and uh, with many difficult difficulties starting from, you know, problems with the throat from a, from a teenage, uh, teenage years. I mean, it is something if you don't have the passion and the dedication that it needs um, to pursue this dream. It has to be a dream that you want to pursue because it's not a job that you just learn the five years and then you do this and then you do that. It is it is much, much more than that. It's a passion which if you don't have this passion to sit down and actually dedicate yourself I know it sounds very stereotype stereotype but it is the truth there's no way you can you can survive this I mean like it, personally you can't survive the, the the strength that is needed the mental strength the physical strength um the strength of the competition because this the, the artistic competition is even is, I would say, um, a much harder way of competition that needs to be, uh, that you are out there in the world of music. There's so many things involved, you know, it's such a... And the, the, the colleague you were talking about, 10 years, yeah, that's that's what you you want to invest more or less to develop your voice, to develop your character as a singer. It depends as well on how old you are when you start. Uh, it depends on the repertoire you want to get into, you know. There's so many things. And uh, to be honest with you, if my son, who is now 13, would come to me and say, Mom, I want to be a singer, um, I would, as a mother, you know, we protecting mother, I would um, check, first of all, I would like to know if he has the strength to Get into the fight because it is a fight. It's lovely to have a voice, you know, it's lovely to be born with a talent, but that's nothing in comparison, what is expected of you that is coming then. And I'm not talking just about the classical education, the classical singing education, which is my my thing, but music-wise, I'm not anymore in the classical repertoire. That's a different story. But um if you can as as a person if you have that you know that strength to go with everything that comes with it without destroying actually your <laughs> your personality in the sense of well you know surviving it and and make the reality not destroy your initial dream of being a singer you know It's a you start here and you are on the way to get there. So what happens in that in that road is the question if you can make it. Yeah, I know it sounds dramatic, but it is. I mean, don't forget I'm Greek. (laughs) 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 But the thing is, the thing is, is, it's the reality. Mm. And sometimes, I mean, I'm not a teacher. I'm sometimes I'm giving advice or some master classes. Um but when you hear these beautiful voices and and you see in their face God, they had I don't know if they can make it, if they have the personality to make it. Mm-hmm. And then what do you say to somebody? It's very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult.
1: Well no. it no, but it is um and, and I've also asked many artists, you know, that and, and many singers about that part of it you know about getting out there and getting the work and it's like you say it's not just about the voice it's about um, who gets seen and get heard and uh, get to the right people and get the right contracts this is the absolute truth
0: but i do believe before all of this happens you have to have of course you have to have a color you have to have a voice Mm-hmm. Um and you have to have the passion as I said before um then you have to have the right you, f- you have to find the right teacher who is right for you there's so many we're talking now about the classical singing you're right yeah, uh, yeah. there's so many techniques out there there's so many singing schools out there there's the German school of singing there is the American way of singing there's the Russian school of singing. Um, everybody thinks they have the best method anyway. So for a student to get through this uh, without the right guidance is very, very dangerous in the sense of to get lost, you see, because you have the voice, what is the voice? There are two vocal cords, small little tiny things here and the whole physics that you have. And if you're not guided correctly, you can mess up the whole instrument. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so um, it's good to have good guidance from the start to avoid problems like I, <laughs> I mm-hmm. had from the start, from right from the start of of making um, the dream of a teenager come true, which was, you know, much much more difficult than it uh, the normal normal way should be for someone who wants mm-hmm. to continue the path of a of a professional singer.
1: So well, yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, I uh, you have a very interesting story and it's it's really inspirational to know where you are now um and I would love to to hear what uh, what happened to you as a well what, what at what age did you start singing?
0: Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to share this to share this story with you, um, which is which I've said I've sh- to be honest with you. When I said the first time in a, for a Greek uh, television program, I shared my story on a very public uh, um, program about losing my voice when I was 16 and what happened next. Um, I was very embarrassed to actually talk about this. Really? I felt an embarrassment uh, ten years ago. Today, I feel like I can maybe help somebody out with that. Mm. So I'm very happy to that you are asking me, and I'm very happy to share it with you. It's very actually very simple in a way. If I look back, I mean now in my, now I am in my forties, but when you are 16 years old, it's a different story, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I as as um well, I always had a voice. What do I mean by that? I was as a child, I was singing I like all most of the children do but the difference with me was it was kind of nice you know everybody was like astonished so I was singing I I didn't know anything else and that it was not special to me I was just singing I was singing here and there and singing just singing and uh, when I became when I was a teacher a teenager I started singing in bands and being like a rock girl and oh, yeah. you know being yeah. like like you are uh, I, I wasn't coming from an with from a musical background i didn't have any i wasn't listening to any opera at home you know we were listening to normal entertainment entertainment music and i have to say i i was born and i grew up in in germany so the music culture was there but not in my house not in the house my 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 household so to i was dreaming to become a rock star Basically, you know, with feathers and everything. (laughs) Um, And I started singing in in bands um, and it was great until one day I was 16 and I remember that very well. I had a very bad laryngitis, which means like the larynx, you know, the cords, they were like inflammated as as you get these colds and flus. But with the difference that I was unlucky because... um, I had I I had a sore throat with a sore voice. I was the voice was hoarse actually, mm. and uh, instead of actually shutting, keep it <laughs> close the yeah. mouth and not talking, I was actually ah, trying to talk and da da. And that is the huge problem, the big thing that started. I I was I got um, a chronic inflammation of my left vocal cord. And no antibiotics, which I was given like, oh, my God, for two years, it was impossible to get it. Far. It it was there. It was there in the sense of the voice was there. I could sing, but I had a lot of pain. I had because the nerves were affected and all of this. But there was no doctor, no, no laryngologist to actually help me out. And that was in Frankfurt in Germany which might sound a bit strange, like, okay, here we are in a in a civilized super country with all these, you know, doctors and professors. The only thing they were telling me was like, my sweet girl, you will never be able to sing anyway. And don't even think of having a job like a teacher where you have to use the voice. And well, to cut it short, um, at some point, then I stopped thinking about about becoming a, a singer i concentrated on my on my my abitur you know to to, yeah. to get school education um but you know if you have it in you you never stop dreaming of wanting to be some some singer you know, want to is this how i was born so and when i did my abitur quite well actually um i said why don't i give it a try and um and go and have an audition for the, for the Musikhochschule. And I went to Freiburg. And I did my audition. Not, not big stuff, no. I sang a Brahms song. Um, and that was my salvation. There was this lady. I don't remember her name anymore, unfortunately. She was there in the panel of uh, of the professors listening. And she said to me, I think you have a gorgeous voice, but something is not right. She heard that at my passaggio, you know, we, the singers, we have the um, passaggio where it wasn't, the chords were not closing. They were not closing right, correctly. And I thought, oh my God, somebody just... Heard my problem and i started crying in front of all of these people and this woman actually saved my life because she took me then aside and she said you know what i would like to work with you but you have to go first and check out your larynx if it's all right and she sent me to this wonderful doctor in homburg in in the saarland in the in the clinics in the university clinic dr bart is his name was his name and I went there, took the the train and went to him maybe two or three days later. And he diagnosed that I had a paralyzation almost of the left vocal cord because all of this mucus of the years I was chronicle and made the cord not move anymore the way it should. And I said to him, okay, doctor, he was, I have to say, he was a phoniator. We call it in German phoniator. This is the yeah. special doctor you have to consult if you have a thing with your cords. Don't go to normal guy who doesn't know about singing voices and just knows about the noise the noses and the ears.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, he said to me basically, I said to him, All right, I take every I will do everything. And he said to me, you have to stop talking. <gasps> I said, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? You just will stop talking. I said, how, okay, I stopped talking. (laughs) And at that time I was 19, almost 19, you know, and I I said, what? He said, how long? I said, he said, I don't know. I don't know. You just have to stop talking. So the result was, I stopped talking. He gave me also some enzymes, I remember. And I was living in Frankfurt, a mine. So I was getting into the train once a month, to see him in Hamburg in the clinic, um, which is close to the French border. And he would check and then say to me, okay, you can go home now. For one and a half years, nothing happened. Really? I was was like not talking. I took it very seriously. I really wasn't talking. I wasn't even making (laughs) You know, I found a way to, to communicate with my hands, with my writing. I started studying in the uh, Johann Wolfgang Goethe Universität musicology, philosophy, German literature to do something with my brain, you know. Until one day, he said to me, after one and a half years, he said, talk. I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, it's gone. So basically, as you put- um, Amazing. You know, when you break your arm your hand you put it in a plaster so how do you put a voice into a plaster yeah. you just stop talking mm-hmm.
1: and that's what I did and um and so you literally did. didn't you you didn't make a sound so you
0: no it's very hard for you to re- imagine today I'm like blah 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 <laughs> 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 but um, yeah absolutely yes I took it very seriously because um I I knew I'm going to be fine because. I finally found somebody who actually found my problem. You see, all these years from 16 to 19 until this diagnosis, I was actually singing and speaking, but with pain, pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about to become like the voice of Joe Cocker, you know, this kind of voice. (laughs) Because no. nature gave me that gift. I could compensate it, but nobody would take me seriously yeah. until this guy actually saw that there is this problem. So when he said to me then, you're fine now. And I said, what do you do next? <laughs> because I was like trying to talk and the voice was cracking, of course. So he, I started to have logotherapia. you know, uh, went to a logopedist, as we say in um actually i don't know what the word is in english i know it's in in german logopedi in uh, uh so, and for 6 months i was doing like ma mo moo to get all the muscles working again and not just the muscles but my brain you know to get over the 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 the, the fear that i um, might hurt myself by talking yeah a i very, can imagine very complex thing. Anyhow, I made it then starting talking somehow, started with yoga pushing my body and my mind and everything you can imagine. And then um, the, the journey continued. Um, I was told by a friend of mine that there was this fantastic singing teacher in London who is like who was like an expert in broken voices. Because I would there was no I couldn't really sing. I had a range of four or five notes at all. That was it. Although I was cured by that, I couldn't use the voice anymore really, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I can I was just thinking now that how do you get that muscle working again then?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I heard of that teacher. I had no money. I had no source of income to support my, my dream going to London to see this miracle teacher, because as you can imagine, there was no way I could let anybody get to, to tell me very easily what to do with my throat after this experience, like a burned hands, burned person. You know, you, it's very not very easy to, to trust someone. So I heard that, and for some reason I thought, I have to go and see this woman. So I called her up she said okay come and sing for me that was what you have to do <laughs> so I went to see her ay 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 yeah I went to see her and I sang a song by Manuel de Falla asturiana a tiny song with a range of four notes <laughs> um, it's and and an, um a, a Spanish folk song imagine and she, she said, okay. Then she, she started doing some exercises with me. And then she said to me, I don't know what to actually do with you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, because, you know, this was Mrs. Lo Siu This is my teacher until today. She, she said to me, well, Alexandra, um, I see this burning desire of yours to sing. If you can afford it come and stay 2 months here in London and we we'll, we will work 2 months and see where it gets us and we'll have the opinion of the grand master master teacher Vera Russia Dame Vera Russia who doesn't live anymore she was the teacher of Kiriti Kanawa, and Sophie von Otter all the big superstars and here the alexandra comes along with no voice and wants to be a singer not just a singer a superstar <laughs> it's crazy no yeah. so i went yes i went for 2 months and i stayed 12 years really in in london yes. then in london then with no penny, penny just my dreams and uh, i made it after 3 years of of uh, intensive studies with my teacher who I adore and I am very grateful to her and the and the and then I started to, to study with Dame Vera Rosha also. Uh we made it. I started having auditions after three, four years, but you know this is a very slow process. The voice yeah. had to come out and oof others would have others at my age were already like having singing at uh opera companies, you know, starting. And I was like, still with my exercises. Well, you know, it had been a long, long struggle. It was a struggle. But for some reason, I never lost faith. And I never lost faith in me. I'm not talking about Jesus or some religion. I never lost faith in me Mm -hmm. because I really wanted this. I gave everything In my 20s and the early 30s, it was just like a total dedication. It still is, of course, but um, I just tell you this. That's why I asked you, How much time do you have? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's why, because I learned the very tough way. Mm. Yeah. I had to gain my voice back, which I lost in a very, very slow way, but I got it back. And proof is all what happened then, you know, my my singing career, which is yeah. a total different chapter. Yeah, because that one changed also in the last um, 10 years, total change.
1: Um, so but Alexandra, I just want to ask you now, how did you keep motivated? Because I think I was thinking now that uh, during this time and you say it was little little progression, and other people were already. Um, progressing so much more than you did. How did you keep yourself motivated in that time?
0: Well, look, it, it had been, of course, there there were days I was really crying. I was like um, crying because of that frustration. Um, in the three years I was with my teacher at the beginning, she hardly ever said to me that I have a good voice. Never, actually, I would say. Mm. From, that was already something, you know, that's a very, very hard to take, especially when you think of yourself that you have a nice voice. <laughs> and you when know? you
1: do all the sacrifice to be <laughs> yes. there and, and
0: the expense yes. and everything. And, yeah. and attending the classes of the bigger ones, the superstars, because I was allowed to sit with, with some of them many times and trying to copy and to listen and to record the sessions and that. that, that. Um, Well, what can I tell you? I, for some strange reason, reason, I never had the desire to be something else. I wanted to be a singer. Very strange, don't you think? I mean, looking at the circumstances, I was living in poor circumstances. I had almost no money. I was trying to get jobs, you know, to, to support my singing lessons because they were private. There was no way I could be... I could not audition for any college because the voice wasn't ready, you see. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a singer. If I look at it back today, I mean, the motivation was my, I was waking up in the morning with this, yes, I'm fine, I can make this, and was sleeping in the night with, no, I can't make it.
1: (laughs) Um, But also, and and I also think, when you keep motivating uh, yourself motivated but there must have been also people from the outside probably close to you saying alexandra what are you doing or uh, is it really worth all this time and money that you're spending
0: yeah my mother yes bless her heart my dear mother she was she was like because you know i grew up with my mother my father died when i was very young Um, she was like saying when I was like more when I was like, oh mom on the phone, you know, being in London and her she was in Germany, I say, Mama, this is hard, I can't do this. And she would just say, Well, this is what you chose. Mm. Do it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, she that's what she, she said, you have chosen this, so do it. Mm. And this is a woman saying whom. Was dreaming her daughter to become something amazing, like a doctor, or you know, be, yeah. you know, study things that she was not able to do. Um, yeah. as all mothers and parents, they have, we all have dreams for our children to become something, I don't know, super duper better than we are, no? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a very normal thing to to happen. So now. Actually, the strange thing was, if I remember, but there wasn't actually somebody who was telling me, no, don't do it. What are you doing? No, very strangely. For some reason, they, they saw some miracle in me. I don't know, a dream or something. This, <laughs> I've got no idea. But um, I've been asked many questions many times about where did you get the strength from? Well, from inside of me. From from my DNA, from who, I knew that I have a voice. I just knew it, because it was there before the whole thing happened,
1: yeah.
0: and I wanted it back. And yeah. I wanted it back, big, big time. Well, That's it says all.
1: a lot for a, for a person's gut feeling, you know, for that feeling that you you knew, you knew you had to do that.
0: I think I think this is something. Um, I would always, I, I'm saying to my son today, I, you know, the biggest wish I give you, of course, health, but yeah. I wish for you to find your passion. Mm-hmm. And when you find your passion, I will not be worried what of what you will become. Find your passion. I know it sounds easy. For me, at least, I was born with that, so I didn't look for anything. It was just there. Um, but the passion is that that gives a meaning at least for my from for my standard it gives a meaning to what you want to achieve and where you want to be yeah i mean look at me i've changed my career totally 10 years ago when everybody was saying you are absolutely crazy Mm -hmm. absolutely from classical to go into your concert performances with your repertoire total different stuff And I said, well, this is what I feel I want to do. And I want to do it. And I did it. And I I never look back again. And I'm so happy for this new musical chance that was given to me by myself or somebody else. No idea. Just the inkling of my gut feeling. I felt like the classical music was not anymore that gave me my satisfaction as a singer. Yeah. I wanted to do what I wanted to always do when I was dreaming about singing, yeah, I want to do this song, oh, I would love to do this song. And these songs were not in particular Brahms, Strauss, you know? Yeah. So here we go. I've changed into a different repertoire, yes, and I'm very happy I did. I found exactly what I wanted to be.
1: But now going back to where you um, studied and where you developed your voice now, uh, then. You stepped into this classical career. How did that uh, happen for you?
0: Well, um, the mezzo-soprano voice, I mean, came actually through the studies. I wasn't aware that I had that voice, you know, through the training with my teacher, which was incredibly intense, I have to say, almost every day um for you know half an hour one hour in the beginning you know and all of that and suddenly this voice came out which was like a very nice mezzo soprano with a a contralto quality right um and i actually went i was through my singing studies i went into this repertoire into this world of classical music you see what i mean it just happened in that way um And when uh, my teacher was of the opinion that I could actually start auditioning in London, which I mean, God, can you imagine starting auditioning in London? One of the hardest places for singers and musicians anyway, because the competition and the standards are incredibly high. So, yeah, it was very... At the beginning, nobody wanted me because I wasn't sure what I was doing, you know. Mm. I was trying here and there. It took like maybe one year of auditioning. At least I had an agent. That was already something, (laughs) you know, to get into little roles here, little companies there. And then growing into the English National Opera Studio and then having like, Concert performances, oratorios, and then going out of England, uh, you know, performing in Malaysia suddenly, and then going to the States suddenly to do this oratorio or this uh, this little role. You know, it started very slowly, mm-hmm. very slowly until, you know, it became nice and good. But I was, instead of going to watch Covent Garden performances, I was going to to jazz clubs. <laughs> it's just because it was—it it was wasn't
1: yeah. exactly
0: what I wanted to be. You know what I mean, music-wise. I mean, it was something that I felt this is, this is not going right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it took, but it took a long time to change to have the courage to leave behind what I learned in the sense, not all, of course, no but to, to leave behind the the what you have to be and to do thing with classical music. You have to follow this repertoire. You have to follow this attitude. You have to have this kind of technique, this kind of, you know, to, to, to achieve this song. I started to let go, you know, and to give space to my... Dreams and I did it slowly and slowly, which was very hard, of course. If you are for years trained to go that way and having the background that I had with, with this one, don't don't hurt it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, then I, I, I when I was ready and I knew vocally what I was doing, using my technique, Using my sense of music aesthetics and using uh, my Greek spirit in the sense of wanting to be free, because that is, you know, that was incredibly important to me. I didn't want to sing anymore in companies. I didn't want to be told anymore to move this way or that way, do my this or do that. I wanted to just do my, be my own boss. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, in every sense, I didn't want to be told at some point, I didn't want to be told anymore by my teacher what to do, what mm-hmm. to sing, how to sing, by nobody to tell me, oh, yeah, you do this, this repertoire, because then you get this job, you do this, this, uh, this, uh, you, you, I didn't want any, I wanted to be my own boss in every mm-hmm. way. And that's what happened. Yes
1: amazing but that you are so brave to do that you know to step out of that um yes that career yes. or to to step out of that position to get to somewhere where you feel free and where you have that um uh and uh, because it's also not easy to be uh no. to be that free you know because you have to you have to now do and and decide and and make everything work for yourself
0: Totally, totally. But, you know, I was ready for that because I had had this dream in me for such a long time. I knew where I wanted to go. I mean, one of my very, I mean, it sounds maybe strange, but for some reason, although I'm a Greek born in Germany and my first language actually is German, I have to say, because my whole education uh, was German. First of all, I never went to Greek school, although now, Of course, my Greek is, I wouldn't say perfect, but it is, it's my language, it's my heart. Mm. I always wanted to sing Greek songs. I mean, like, very strange. But I assume that was because from a young age, this was the music I was, like, very much influenced by at home. And my mother grew, you know, I grew up at home with this love for Greece, and Greece was everything for us. You know, as children, they adopt so much... the, yeah. the, the feelings in a young age of their parents so for me it was always i wanted to always sing greek and have the greek contemporary music and the greek entertainment music and that were like mickey Theodorakis and you know all of these things i wanted to be part of this and and i became part of this very much so very much so um but this has continued like into other repertoire the Latin music. Like I was very, very fortunate to, to actually, you know, my last CD was with Latin songs, mainly from Mexico, which was voted the best album of the year in Mexico in 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, things like that. Mm-hmm. I just came back from Kuwait where I'm going, you know, I have a new project It's called Horizons. I'm doing mm-hmm. all of these things, which are my babies. These are my, 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 my babies these projects you know and thank god i have the the network now you know to to get things accomplished in a way you know i know my people my 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 musicians the 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 people the agents so i have created this network that was very hard of course as we all know i can imagine yeah. yeah but This is the network that has given me the the, the total total freedom to do what I want to do. Today I can say, yes, I want to sing that song. And yes, I'm not going to ask anyone for this because I know how to have it produced. I know who is involved, what is to be done. You know, the whole system has changed. If you have the guts and the time to invest and a little bit of brain, you can produce your stuff. You can do your things, no? We are talking now on a platform together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah? This gives us a lot of freedom and lo- a lot of, the whole world has changed. So if you can use as a young musician or as a, as a musician or an artist or whatever, the platform in the right way, you can get your dreams
1: fulfilled. Yeah. I believe I've in heard- that very much yeah i totally agree with you and and i think also the the pandemic has brought about this kind of freedom where i think people realize that they they can do more and they can do more themselves but um yeah but what i want to ask you now is um you you're singing all these different genres now and different languages do you think um each one um, sort of influence the other that they, that you bring some positives to everything that you have now um, sort of connected all these these parts of your art that you're doing what a
0: wonderful question that is really a very nice question and I thank you very I'm glad much I'm like that <laughs> I love that question and you, you know why because people you know there is what I'm doing, um, people like to put us all into into like you are a soprano, you are a rock singer, you are a sh- chanteuse, whatever. People say, "Oh, you are a crossover singer." Well, in the in the um, in the real sense of the word, yes, I am. But the crossover genre, for my taste has been like very much abused in many ways in a com- in the commercial way. Yeah. And we associate, ah oh, you're a crossover singer, so you must be bad. You must yeah. be a bad classical singer, so you're doing that. You see what I mean? And I'm like, oof, when I hear that word crossover, it has this touch. But today I say, yes, I am a crossover singer because I am actually crossing borders. Yes, I do. And now coming to the point, what keeps all of these different genres together? Now, which genres do I actually use? I have let's let's be very specific. For example, in my last project, which is called Horizons, which I premiered in October twenty two, actually in the Megaron Concert Hall, which is one of the main concert halls we have in Greece in Athens, I exactly did that. Uh, what did I do? I I took songs from different countries where I have actually been and performed, like Arabic songs, Chinese, uh, Greek, of course, Latin American, mainly Mexican, um, German, of course, which is like, yeah. Um, So, and I combined them in which way? they are from folk songs from they go from folk songs to court Wein um, to entertainment songs like la vie en rose by by piaf so the clamor how you say that in english you know the that combines all of this is my voice and the music and my musicians because with this concert we want to prove that music really doesn't have borders. It doesn't matter if you are musically educated, if you are um, a classical snob, or if you are a total normal, in brackets, listener without any musical education, um, if you understand Chinese or not, or Arabic, if you're familiar with the rhythms of, of an Arabic song or the keys of the... Music of Greece or Turkey or uh, or the Arabs or the Chinese—it doesn't matter. Music is good and bad for me. It's a question of how you present it to your audience. Yeah. And here comes me as a musician and my musicians that w- and our arrangements. Of course, we are not making karaoke. We are not duplicating the songs. Yeah. That would be the the worst thing you could tell me that we do. We are recreating the songs the way we think they should be because we are musicians and we are interpreting this. Yeah, Yeah? we are Mm -hmm. interpreting in the real sense of the word, the songs. Uh, So, and for me, Horizons means, guys, listen to this. Music is a border to cultures. We can be, ev- we are everybody. We are one species called humans. Songs, languages unite, they don't put borders. Okay, we are not the first and not the only musicians that do that. Doesn't matter. We're just giving our input to our audiences that are coming to my sort of concerts like that to listen to that. You see what I mean? It's very important for me to give this message. Especially nowadays, we're living in this more and more, like the, the, the cultures, the people, the politicians, not the people, the politicians trying to get us to become more enemies than friends. And mm. I feel like with this little little thing that I put as a, as a human being and with my songs and my voice, maybe we're distrib- we are giving a bit of more like coming together. You know, yeah. this is very mm. important for me. I just came back from Kuwait where I'm going to do the horizons in May. Very important to, to, to spread the word, you know, yes, there is a horizon for all of us. Mm. So this is, or I'm going to Guatemala or back to Mexico in two months with, with my project. So I'm combining this. Yes. The Mexicans know their songs. Why should a Greek ones sing their songs? Because I'm giving an, another color to it a different perspective to their songs Mm -hmm. and with them i will introduce them to my greek songs also or to Mm -hmm. an arabic song you know what i mean so yes
1: wonderful yeah this
0: is what i am doing at the moment and i love it i love to explore the songs i i love the languages and Mm -hmm. i if i can if I can combine things together, if I can make the Mexicans sing their songs in the concerts, or the, the Arabs, I was just, as I told you in Kuwait, make them sing their Arabic song with me, the Greek. Oh my God, yes, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm very happy to do that. But
1: isn't that that's such a wonderful way of looking at it. And what is so interesting that you talk about the languages is um, I, I did an interview with, um conroy cupido he's a is a music professor in south africa and he did a project where he had artists hear music and uh, songs uh, of languages they didn't understand and he asked them to make um, artworks of what they um feel this means yeah oh beautiful and you know what? He said that all the artworks are spot on to what the meanings of the songs were. And even though these artists didn't understand a word of the music. So this is exactly where this comes back to, is that you, Yeah, you sing these different languages. Um and the way you um present it and the way you have interpreted uh is is also um makes the audience understand what you are what you are singing i mean
0: you know the example you just said about this gentleman i would love to meet him actually with a wonderful project i'll connect you, know, you yes yeah. it, it it shows us again it, with it, with another medium of art that my god what is the fuss all about we are humans all of us what is the fuss about trying to see differences try and see what we all have in common it's our soul it's the feelings we have we all have the same feelings who cares about the color of my skin who cares about if i eat if i like to eat spaghetti or potatoes you know, yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, who cares about that? I really hope that the gener- the new next generation will be much freer than my generation because it looks like they are trying we, they are starting to get stuck in a way, you know. Yeah. And I so much hope that this is going to change <laughs> mm. because there, there is nothing that we should be jealous of each other. I mean, mm. okay, you know what can I say? Then now, now, now comes that you know which song pops into my brain now? Imagine yeah. by John Lennon. Here, yeah. We, they say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, mm. you know. And this was composed exactly. like forty years ago, yeah. you know, and mm. it's still here. So, yeah, nice to hear about this kind of project too. Very, yeah. very.
1: Now I think um, you know a lot of a lot of positive things happen and um and it's so good uh, I I feel so fortunate that I can hear about this but um, it's so lovely to also get your reaction but Alexandra I would love if you could sing an Afrikaans song one day well you have to
0: you have to teach me I would love to actually yeah. you know what very strangely I have actually been asked to go and sing in Tanzania.
1: I'm like really?
0: what? I said where is it? <laughs> no, but
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've spoken to a um a soprano in South Africa and she was telling me that in Afrikaans actually and because I mean I I don't have that greater um classical knowledge but we have the most beautiful um leader in Afrikaans as well but we have uh, we have the most amazing um songwriters also in 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 south africa and and in afrikaans who writes the most incredible songs about um i you know i'm just thinking about a song that that really describes the 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 country you know the 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 um the nature and and um and it's it's a love song that someone wrote um this is such a this is such a, a beautiful song and yeah Well, I need, uh, when we finish this conversation,
0: I want you to send me the title, please. And if there is a link I can listen to this, please do, because I love, I love to to, to explore new things. Mm -hmm. And having said that, now that you say this, when I was in China, when I was invited to sing in China, five concerts and I was like what can I sing I don't know this culture at all what is there what can I do I discovered a beautiful song of theirs called the jasmine flower and coincidentally in Greece we have a beautiful folk song called the jasmine flower and I combined them and since then Mm -hmm. I am singing them together so who knows maybe with this song from Africa with of course, you have to teach me how to sing Afrikaans. I could not. You know, these are wonderful things. If if there is something like that, you know, wow, that would be great. But
1: this is also then you know connecting with other with other countries and other singers and other you know languages. I, I think what you're doing is is absolutely incredible. Um, thank yeah. you.
0: thank you so much. It is a joy. It is a joy. You know, suddenly. Um, suddenly, really, I feel like the world has become very small. Yeah. You know, suddenly mm-hmm. for me, strangely enough, yesterday, I was like, when I was running, which is one of my passions, you know, mm-hmm. I was running, I was thinking, oh, my God, the world is actually small. Mm-hmm. I had this, you know, with my projects in my in my mind, I was thinking, oh, yes, it's actually small. Everything is getting small.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's wonderful. Yeah. it's
1: one that means we are much closer to each other but look look we're talking like you say and it's it's just um incredible that we think how many people we can connect to now because of social media because of um the internet and it's we we have to use this and i think um this this is amazing and and it brings a lot of creativity also about
0: and I think the word creativity that you just used is the word for positive thinking. Yeah. I have yes. never met somebody who is creative mm-hmm. who is actually bad. If yes. you are in a cre- if you are in a creative mood and you have the creative spirit, you're actually a positive person. So mm-hmm. the creativity and the 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 connection that is is done with creativity I think is just a key possibly, maybe, to a better life for everyone. Yeah. Because we wake up every morning in a way, no? We wake up mm-hmm. and then the day makes us. And if we if we have conversations, like I'm talking to you now, I'm so happy. It's a conversation that is inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. It is an exchange of thoughts, exchange of ideas, exchange of maybe new creative processes, right? And it yeah. makes my day actually.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Well, I'm very fortunate because I speak to a lot of lovely, creative people like yourself, and it it and it inspires me a lot.
0: Wonderful! You're very, oh. very. You should be very proud of you to have created this beautiful interview platform, and that is really Thank lovely. You. And wow, I, I think that's a super idea. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, Alexandra. That means a You're lot. Very to but, Alexandra, now tell me, um, you've achieved so much already and um, what is the wish now for you for the future, apart from singing an African song? <laughs> 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 yes.
0: Well, I mean, um, of course I have wishes. Um, yes, I have wishes. Um, I want to sing nonstop in different songs. I feel like at this moment, the 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 the, the earth is, is like, is rushing. I feel like rushing. I, I feel like it's possibly because of the COVID. I don't know. Now that we are back into kind of a normal life, I want to do, I want to do different things. I just recorded a new song that's going to be the title song of a Greek m- movie, where I'm very happy with a, a nice uh, um, song, which is in a jazz style. Um, And that has inspired me to go to the studio and try out some jazz things, but nothing experimental, more like the way I could sing some jazz standards. So that is something I'm looking forward to. Then I have a nice project that is going to actually come out this year. Um, Mikis Theodorakis, our great Greek composer, uh, who died um, one and a half years ago. I recorded some of his songs, which I always wanted to sing. So it's going to come out this year on CD. Um, um, There is a new Latin album I'm going to start recording in April in in Mexico with with new songs. Um, So I'm very excited about that one. I want to be healthy to do all of these things that I have in mind, which sometimes is a bit too much and I'm like, I'm like, oh God, how I have to put them in K I have to sort them out in my brain. Mm-hmm. I want to record as many songs as possible in the next five years. This is my my goal. Um and we shall see what will happen. And the concerts, mm-hmm. thank God, are coming in now with you know after the pandemia. I can mm-hmm. I can travel with my horizons and my El Amores Vida project, which is my Latin American project. Um, going to Guatemala, Argentina and Colombia also this year. So I'm very, very happy about this and see what else can come out of that. So looking forward to That's this. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, I love your energy, your whole um positive outlook and it's uh, it's very inspirational and your story i mean coming from there it's you've you've really achieved so much and i have no doubt that all these wishes will come true <laughs> thank
0: you so much well i mean to be honest with you um it might what i will tell you now might sound a little bit macabre mm-hmm. but it's the truth i mean if you feel like sad and very down and very like oh god everything is against me just pass by a graveyard Mm. these souls that these bodies or these people used to live they used to live they had dreams they had love affairs they had jobs they had all of this what i have now but I am still alive. So let's make the best out of it. Yeah. Because when I'm on that other side there, I don't know if there is a heaven or not. I mean, but let's see what I see at this moment. This, this yeah. a space where, the, which, which is called a graveyard. Mm-hmm. I don't do these things anymore. I love at this moment. So this is a source of energy of for every day and to yeah. get you back into the, come on, do something. No, yeah, I know we all know theoretically about, yes, take every day, wonderful nada, but it's not sometimes not easy to mm. to put it into practice because we lack of energy. Sometimes we lack of of uh, of, uh, you know, we are sad because some things happen. But then I at least I get myself up again as I was like, come on, wake up, because it yeah. could be different. And thank God it's not. Yeah. And take take the best out of it as long as you as as you can have it, no? Yeah. Well, like put on your makeup, put on your beautiful exactly. jewelry. Yeah. You know, make yourself pretty. Sometimes, yeah. you know, some some people may say, "Oh God, what are you doing? Well, this is not important." Yes, it is important. Yeah. It's very important. I, <laughs> it's I really absolutely important. agree.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> very important. Yeah. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree with you. But um Alexandra, I would, I just want to have one more question for you. I um what do you do after a concert? Do you uh, drink wine? Do you drink um coffee? Do you go for a meal or what 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 is your ritual after a concert?
0: I don't have a ritual, but it all depends on what will happen after that concert. If okay. I have more concerts to come like in a 2 days or a I will just not drink any alcohol, I will not talk, I will go straight home, I will say to everybody, it was lovely meeting you, I can't come to the dinner, I have to go and save up my voice, because yeah. my voice I have to take care, to have it fresh and nice for the next concerts. But if I do not have a concert hmm. after, let's say, in a, if I am if I'm free for another week, Oh, yes, I'm going to go party. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm going to have my wine. I'm going to shout. I'm going to talk. Okay. I'm going to have a great time with my musicians and all my friends and all these people who love to have me with them who have been, you know, in the concert. Yeah. Of course, yes. Okay. And I don't care if I will be like, like this the next morning. Yeah. But <laughs> you know? I will enjoy it. Yes, I will. But as I said, if I have to have another concert next two days or one day, I will just discipline oh, okay. myself. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's it's yes. I yes, I love to party. I if I uh-huh. have the opportunity and I, you know. Yeah. I definitely do that. yes, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alexandra, this is so wonderful and uh, it was so wonderful talking to you now and uh, yes, I enjoyed I wish- it very much. Yeah. I hope that one day we could meet in person. If ever you come to Vienna, that oh, would be so great. Yeah.
0: Yes, please. yes, absolutely. When you come to Athens, here we are. This is yeah. my base. This is my base now here. And would be lovely. I don't know if you have snow, but we are still all right. So you know, yeah. And and having having lived in cold countries most of my life, to be honest with you, I do not prefer to live in cold countries anymore. (laughs) I want my sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) I that's why I'm so happy to be in Mexico and in Greece. You know, like yes no cold, please i was actually i was actually um um i was asked by a friend you know come on let's go skiing it's like no way
1: it's too cold (laughs) (laughs) not for me no (laughs) mercy yeah oh wow but anyway um have a wonderful afternoon alexandra and i hope to see you soon
0: thank you very very much and you too, you're a lovely person. Your smile Thank is you. just amazing. So it has been lovely talking to you and to all your friends. And speak very soon. And I'm waiting for this title, please. Okay. The okay.
1: okay. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Bye bye. Yasu from Greece. Yasu. Oh, Yasu.
1: scenes from Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs>